You're listening to a People of Note podcast, as heard on Classic 1027. Good evening and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Cock and this program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. And in it, we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. And my guest in tonight's program is Janetje van der Merwe, who is from Pretoria, and we're going to be talking about a very special project. Good evening. Good evening, Richard. Lovely to be here. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. So just in brief, uh, tell us what it is that we're going to be talking about. Um, Richard, it's a special um, project that Sally Curran actually is initiating to do with our Mapula embroidery uh, women in the Winterfeld. Um, We went through a hard time with COVID, and um, we will remember this year, 2020. Uh, It wreaked havoc in our world, and the women of the Mapula Embroideries were dramatically impacted as well. Fortunately, we had a lot of support from people all over helping us, and Sally came to uh, got the idea of creating a scroll, um, not like the Bayo, but a commemorative scroll, a chronicle telling us about on of about twelve panels telling us about 2020. Many people um, passed away in that time. Many very. Prominent South Africans like George Bezos, Dennis Goldberg, Ahmad Dangor, Andrew Mthangeni, etc., etc. So we would like to um, put this all together in a scroll with COVID. Some good months, twelve panels will be twelve over twelve months, and it will depict the history of 2020. And this is an embroidery project. Yes, it is done by the women in the Winterfeld. It's a project that was started in 1991 by a women's organization. And um, they have developed, they do their own designs. They do the, uh, we give them research. We used to give them pictures or Time magazines and research, but now they just get it all off the internet. And they will do their own research and their own designs as far as this is concerned, this uh, whole thing. And the Winterfelt, uh, you said you started in 1991. I seem to remember the Winterfelt was a very deprived area. It was. Maybe still is. Um, it is much better now, but it was deprived. I just want to read you something that um, was written in Brenda Schmalman's book, Professor in History of Art. Well, she's at UJ now. Um, <clears throat> it says... In the throwaway place live the throwaway people. And that's what Sue Millard wrote in the Pretoria News in February 1990. Um, Her allusion to garbage was reinforced through the headline of her commentary, which described the Winterfelt as the festering disgrace on Pretoria's doorstep. And that is what it was in the 1990s. It was a place where people were relocated to Lady Selborne's people, everything. People were moved there. All over. So, yeah, it, it was one of the very poor areas in the country. And this project that we're talking about, Mapula, was started as a sort of self-help project, was it? Yes, it was started as a poverty relief and self-help. So they create so to create work so that they can um, uh, have a little income. And we started at the Sisters of Mercy. They were very nice to give us a classroom, and they still give us a classroom today. And it was at a 
little sort of oasis there in the Winterfelt, an adult basic education center. And that's where we started, and we're still there today. But we've also got a group in Hamans Kral. So we're going to be hearing all about this project over the next couple of hours and learning about the Winterfelt, about Mapula, and also about the Bayo Tapestry, which we're going to hear about in a moment. But here's the first choice of music. This is the wonderful Sibongile Kumalo singing A Plea from Africa. That was Plea from Africa by sung by Sibongile Kumalo. Actually, that piece of music has a very interesting history as well because it was written by a man called John Knox Bokwe, and he wrote it when he was living when when you talk about Winterfeld, he was living in Glasgow at the time, and he came from Alice in the Eastern Cape. Oh, yes. And uh, you can imagine coming from the the beauty of Alice in the, that Tumi Valley with the yeah. beautiful streams. Yes. He must have felt really out of place in Glasgow <laughs> in winter. <Yes. laughs> so he wrote this. Uh, we don't oh, know wow. who wrote the words, the original words. It just says a Scottish lady. And there were some Scottish missionaries in that area, and he was studying for the for the ministry in the in the Presbyterian Church, and he went to Glasgow, and he wrote that sort of in exile, if you like. Yes. And I guess many of these people in the Winterfelt area yeah. must have felt as though they were in exile Absolutely. at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that was a plea from Africa, <coughs> sung by Sbongile Kumala, the choice of Janetja van der Merwe, who's my guest in People of Note. Now, the particular project that we're talking about is based, I think, on the Bayer Tapestry, which, or, or not based yes. on it, but sort of the idea comes from there, does it? Yes, we have. It's that's the idea, the Bayer Tapestry, and then, of course, in the Voortrekker Monument, the um, the whole Great Trek was, uh, uh, I think, via Kutzer. Kutzer made the tapestry there and of the Great Trek, and that's also a commemorative tapestry. And then, of course, the Kaiskama tapestry, is, which is hanging in the Parliament building, um, also depicting the history of the people in Kaiskama area. Now, and that's a similar sort of project in that yes. that was an area devastated by HIV and AIDS. Yes. And many of the men... And the sort of middle generation just disappeared. Yeah. And old women and children were left behind, or older women. And that was a similar story where a project yes. was begun. Yes, that is the Kaiskama Tapestry, yes. which is in the Javits Center at the moment. But the Bayo Tapestry is more about the history of the Corsa yes. and, and that at the, the war. Yeah. But I was thinking of the... The, the project that runs down there oh, yes. at Hamburg in the yes. Eastern Cape it has yes. a similar sort of feel in a way. Yes. Yeah. Um, Carol Hoffman and her husband went there as medical doctors yeah. and they started that. They also have a music uh, yes. outfit. Yeah, I, that I know. You know that, yeah. Well, yes, because I've been involved in that for, for yeah. some years. So these 12 panels that are going have some of them already been made no not yet not yet we um we started we had a lovely commission from uh university of johannesburg actually professor brenda schmarman to depict um panels on the covert story and that was what kept the woman going and then through her commission um, Iziku Hayden Proud ordered for, and uh, the um, International Museum for Folk Art in Santa Fe ordered one, and um, someone, the Dean of Architecture and Art in Montana State University in America, ordered for six 
actually. So we've had wonderful um, COVID-related stories depicting. So that's where I think Sally got the idea to go along with a scroll now for next year. And will it all be housed together somewhere? We would love to house it together. Um, what we we're first looking for sponsors to sponsor a panel so that the women can start on the project financially, which will pay the women and pay the material and pay the cottons. So we're, a sponsor will just their name will come on the panel and they will get recognition on the panel, but they don't receive the panel. The panel will then go on exhibition all twelve together, and we would like to sell it as. One unit, work yeah. as a unit. Um, and so let's get down to brass tacks. What would it cost to sponsor one panel? It would be um, 5,000 rands per panel, and that would enable the women to start on the project. We have a few sponsors already. Thank goodness we've got, um, and from schools, Pretoria Boys High has sponsored, and DSG said they will sponsor a panel, and then wonderful private uh, sponsorship as well, and some corporate we're hoping and uh, yeah so it's 5,000 sponsorship just to get to pay for the work and then when we exhibit it we would like to sell the 12 panels as a whole to be exhibited at it would be wonderful if it could be like at the constitutional court or something like that and then that money will go into the sustainability of the project so listeners if you're interested in this, where, where can they find more information about it? Um, on our website, which is mapulaembroideries.co.za. Okay, and that's M-A-P-U-L-A, mapulaembroideries.co.za. Yes. yes, and that's, that's where you can find all the information. And, and if they want to sponsor a panel, then they can just write to you. Yes, uh, they can write to the email address is also mapulaembroideries at gmail.com Okay, there you are. So those that's the information you need. Mapula, M-A-P-U-L-A embroideries dot co dot z-a is the website or mapulaembroideries at gmail.com. That's correct. If you can sponsor a panel, that will be wonderful and it would be great if uh, perhaps a couple of listeners or maybe more to Classic 1027 would sponsor one or more of these panels. They're 5,000 rands each, and then it's going to go on display. And you would be doing something really good for the people of the Winterfeld uh, to keep them Yes, that working. would be wonderful, yes. Because we're going to listen to your next piece of music, and then I want to know what has been happening to the project during the last eight months, because I guess they rely on the tourist trade. Yes. But we're going to listen to the wonderful Miriam Makeba and Back of the Moon. Oh, wonderful. That was the wonderful Miriam Makeba with that great song, Back of the Moon, the name of the Shibin that made that song so famous, Back of the Moon. This is the choice of Janetje van der Merwe, who is my guest in People of Note, and we're talking about a project uh, in the Winterfeld, just north of Pretoria, uh, called Mapula Embroideries, and they're making a big panel. And I just before we heard Miriam Makeba, I was saying that I'm sure the the panels, which are very familiar, I've seen them all over the place. Yes, these embroidered mm, panels mm. 
on on a black background. They have a very yes. distinctive look yes. about them. Yes. So just describe it for us if you can. Okay. Um, yes. Um, there are a lot in corporate collections that you see, and they used to be in the South African Airways um, business lounge years ago. Um, it's a very bright colored embroidery on black background, but it has the significant. It's significantly historical or political comment, but sometimes just rural uh, comments. And um, so what is interesting to the researchers, someone like uh, the people that are doing research, we've got people from UCLA as well doing research on the project, is the historical comment and the political comment that they do. For instance, um, I've got a class here when um, Sarki Bartman's remains were brought back to South Africa um, Elizabeth Maleta did this lovely uh, embroidery, and she wrote on it, when you strike a woman, you strike a rock. And that was very significant uh, during this time. And the women are still so resourceful and strong and carrying on. But it's bright embroideries on black background, and I, I'm sure we sell them at upmarket uh, shops. But has the last eight months had a big effect on, on sales? Yes. Um, the day the lockdown started, um, our market shut down because the shops closed, the tourist markets, uh, the tourists stopped coming, and we relied totally on the tourists, the tourist trade, and conferences and corporate gifting. And um, I think it's everything that, <laughs> that you relied on for music, and it all just stopped overnight. Yeah. And, and I mean, we were totally catatonic for the first two weeks. We didn't know what to do. And I, we rang the others and rang the other people with projects and just didn't know where it was. And then, fortunately, Brenda came along and said, what about some COVID class? And it got us going. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's amazing. And I'm sure many, many organizations have suffered similarly during this time. Um, well, anyone who relies on tourism. Yeah. And mm. and sort of uh, casual sales, which yes. I guess some of these are. That people, what what sort of outlets do you have for the work from this project? Well, I don't know if I may mention yes. the outlets, but a, a wonderful gallery like Kim Sachs Gallery here in Rosebank. She used to um, she stocks our work, but her shop had to close down. The tourists don't come. We have Delagoa, lovely. Upmarket uh, uh, shops selling tourist stuff, and um, of course we don't sell at the airport. But I know another project used to sell at the airport, and that all closed down overnight. Um, but of course, one of the good things, uh, if there can be any good things about COVID, is that it gave people time to do things. Although income, of course, you know, ongoing income would be a problem, but people have had time to think. And to prepare and to do things. So embroidery can go on. Yes, absolutely. And, um, well, then Sally, one of our trustees, Sally Curran, she contacted uh, Gibbs. And through Nick Benadell, he started, he got a group of people together, of whom Carol Hoffmo from Kaiskama and Derek Kohler from, he was a previous CEO of Truth. And they came and Sue Swart and people with real expertise. And we Zoomed like we Zoomed like we've never Zoomed before. And um, we just started moving forward with uh, all kinds of things. It's been 
their help has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, well, uh, people with business brains are needed yes. more than ever now, and yes. people with entrepreneurial ideas yes. also. Those are the people who will thrive, although thrive is probably a relative yeah. word in the days <laughs> yeah. of COVID. Uh, you're, I'm talking to Janetje van der Merwe about a project in the Winterfeld called Mapula Embroideries and how difficult it has been over the last eight months. We're going to listen to the next choice of music, which is Ladysmith Black Mambazo and Amazing Grace. That was Amazing Grace in the version by Ladysmith Black Mambazo, a wonderful group from here. So we've had Sibongle Kamala, Miriam Makeba, now Ladysmith Black Mambazo, iconic groups in South African music history. And we're talking about um, Mapule Embroideries, which is from the Winterfeld, also an amazing uh, project, um, really recording Yes. Some of the history yes. of South Africa. I think that's the important part. I think yes. also the project at Kaiskama yeah. with Carol Hofmeyer has done more or less the same thing. Uh, Absolutely. In a different way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But and tell us about some of the other support you've had during this period. Well, um, uh, uh, through uh, Gibbs, apart from UJ and Ezekiel and that, but through Gibbs, um, uh, we've had um, a donation through Dericola. Nedbank uh, supplied 100,000 rands for us to carry on and to develop the project further. Um, they're also giving us a, is it Oracle NetSuite, a program that they're building for us, which is going to facilitate uh, everything also. And, of course, with Carol Hofmeyer and the Kaiskama group, we had this interrelationship between the women talking to each other in the COVID time, saying what the angst was and how they were coping with that. And some of them have got uh, some of the women there uh, because it was a big HIV AIDS area, have got AIDS, um, underlying AIDS pro problems. And um, and they, they talk on WhatsApp. And they so could share experiences they and could ideas. Share experiences. Yeah. And what happened was that um, they would draw our women's uh, surrounds because they'll send them videos and stuff. And then our women would draw their history. And that will also be culminated in an exhibition next year because the project, Mapula project, will be 30 years old by then. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I, in fact, have several cushions from Kaiskama in my office. Oh, lovely. Because my, uh -huh. uh, the Chanticleer singers sang at the opening of, of two of their exhibitions oh, wow. here. Uh -huh. So we know that project oh, quite fantastic. well and are quite well yes. linked with them. Yes. So uh, that project in Kaiskama at Hamburg uh, also, as you mentioned, has a music part of it, yeah. uh, which I know well, because I was involved in the setting up of that music oh, project as well. Lovely. And um, that grew out of the yes. the other project, yes. which was the embroidery yeah. project. Yeah. And really, what these embroideries do is to record in, a, in an artistic form uh, a lot of our current history. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because if I look at um, work, um, for instance, we had uh, professors from UCLA, Professor Bill Werger and his wife, who's also a professor, doing research since about the 90s on the historical uh, uh, value of the, the cloths. And they've been 
buying a huge amount and donated it to the Fowler Museum at UCLA, which is a wonderful museum on African art. Um, and then the Peltz uh, Gallery at the University of London has just, uh, they have done a, an exhibition of this relationship between the Case Kama woman and our woman as well. You've mentioned a couple of times UCLA. Yes. How did that link uh, it's uh, Professor Bill Werger. Bill, he contacted us. He must have seen them somewhere. I don't know. That was in the 90s. And we just became very friendly. They wrote, um, they uh, are the writers, the authors of The Rise and Fall of Apartheid, which they started researching in the 80s, coming out to South Africa for UCLA. Uh, him and his wife, Bill and Nancy. And um, <clears throat> so, and he's actually, pre he was professor, he's retired now at uh, UCLA in California. Well, that's a useful contact to have too. Absolutely, yeah. yes. We see them constantly. Now, I wonder, I wonder what uh, Buraplas, Mimi Kursa, <laughs> or who, who wrote Buraplas? Oh, I don't Esler know. Esle or so. I don't oh, know who wrote it. De Villiers. No. De Villiers. No, 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 no. But, I don't know. But I wonder, because I'm thinking, you know, which Buraplast it was, maybe in the Winterfeld somewhere. <laughs> but here's, here's Mimi Kurzer singing Ur Buraplast. That was Mimi Kurzer singing Ur Buraplast. And so we had Sibongle, Miriam Makeba, Ladysmith, Black Mombazo, and now Mimi. Yes. So whoever chose. And I think some of these uh, choices were made by members of the project yes, also. Yes. yes. No, I chose Mimi because oh. it was the first time I heard her when I was a child in Pongola. And my father came to Pretoria and he had to even buy a turntable because he heard her singing. And he bought a long LP. And he came back and he played this. And it was absolutely wonderful. I think it was my first introduction to <laughs> Really, uh, Mimi Kurtz, I suppose. So there you are. It's the choice of Janetje van der Merwe, who comes from Pongola now, you've just <laughs> discovered. So uh, tell us a bit about your childhood. Did you grow up in, in a rural area or yes. in a town? Or I, I was born in Freyheit in KwaZulu-Natal. My father was a medical doctor there, and then he decided to go farming. And we, we had a citrus and sugarcane farm in Pongola. And I went to Pongola Primary and Freyheit's a Niva Republic school. And um, yeah, and then I came to Pretoria in Standard 6. And how did you get involved in this project? Um, I was working at UNISA at the University of South Africa, and uh, it was in the 80s, and there wasn't a lot of work. I did fine arts at Rhodes University, and I always wanted to do something a bit more creative. Um, I was getting a little bit frustrated with my job at UNISA. It was a bit boring in the 80s. And um, then I, uh, I was looking for something, and this wonderful um, security man came to my office, Jamison Maluleke, and he said uh, Aubrey Belser from another project, Shioko, referred, uh, told him that there are these, uh, they have an embroidery project in Gazankulu, and Jamison came to me and said he heard that I can help him to sell his cloths. I was interested in flea markets and crafts markets and things. It was in the 80s. No, yeah, in the 80s. So I got involved with his project in Gazankulu. And that's how I met my friend Erma van Rooyen, who has got this wonderful Karas embroidery project there at Letzateli. 
And um, yeah, and it's through the project, that project that I got involved with that Karen Scarvron then asked me to get involved with a project in the Winterfeld. She was professor in history of art and fine arts at UNISA at that stage. And she was part of a women's organization and said she will start a project in the Winterfeld. But then I did the embroidery project. That's how I started. And I think it's amazing. All the projects you've mentioned have been started by women. Yes. And I think this is significant. Yes, yes. I wonder why that is. I mean, I, I understand that embroidery, we see it as, yes. as a female thing. But yes. I think it's interesting that women have started all these projects. Yes. Um, Not only women to organize the project, yes. but women to do the project as well. Or and are there men who do embroidery? Um, there are men. Look, in, in Gazankulu, I think a lot of the miners that worked here, that Radar Becker and those people would be able to tell you much more about it. But they embroidered their outfits and their denims. And when working on the mine, and they enhanced their clothes like that with beadwork and embroidery and people from KwaZulu-Natal. Um, but the women that have been involved with this project, and what's interesting, they all have fine arts degrees, and you don't regard that degree always as a big professional uh, degree. Yeah, or, or even as a sort of frontline charity. Yes, thing. exactly. Yeah. And, and, and all of us, I mean, Carol was a medical doctor, but she did a degree in fine arts at, Ro at, at UNISA. I was at Rhodes. Irma was at Tuckies. So we all uh, did that. There are many of so those So is projects. there quite a network of these projects all around South Africa then? Um, Richard, they, they come and go. Informal network. Informal network. Yeah. They, were, they are in southern Africa because it's all there to start. Uh, I know why people, people like Erma started on the citrus farm because they were um, seasonal workers and they didn't have work at other times. And, and that was also started in the 80s. And so it's, it's been incredible how these projects um, have developed into wonderful art, uh, art projects. And they're now... The early ones are probably collector's items. Yes, actually, we sold. I saw that Strauss uh, Art sold one the other day and uh, Swelco. For um, some vast amount of money. Well, it was, it was the Strauss one went for 12,500 rands. And it was probably bought for 200 or something. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was one on uh, President Mandela's yeah. 85th birthday, yeah. yeah. No, it's amazing how these these yeah. things grow and develop and Books, I see in front of you here is a book on it as well. Yeah. Let's listen to your next choice of music, and then we can talk about this book that you have in front of you. The next choice is the fabulous Barcelona. This is Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé. That was Barcelona, Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé. And I seem to remember that Montserrat Caballé came here. Yes. Do you remember that? Didn't she come here with the opening of the State Theatre? Or was yeah, that? And then she couldn't sing. I think the altitude <laughs> affected yes. her, so she had yes. to go back home again. Yeah. I seem to remember <laughs> some like story that. like that. <laughs> but like you've that. got some wonderful stories about your days at UNISA also. Yes. <laughs> with the music competition. <laughs> with the music yes. competition, because you worked there, didn't you? Yes, yes. yes. I was at a Department of Corporate Communication, but we did the logistical side of the competitions. For, uh, for 20 years with John Ruiz and oh, all, the, all the people. Henny Hubert. And yeah. Anthony Melk. Yes. Henny Hubert. Yeah. I, I happened to work with Henny for about a year yeah. before he passed yeah. away in the car accident. Uh, that was another great thing. I, it's not quite on the same level anymore, I don't think, is it? I wouldn't know. I, I have lost contact there. 
Okay, well, we we should get someone in because I see it's coming up again in January. So I could yes. get uh, Karendra Devroop can that come is, and talk is about now it. In charge, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we were talking about the books because m- several people have produced books on projects. Mm. And what is this one that you've got in front of you? Well, this is the one um, by uh, Brenda Schmarman. She has done a lot of research on the project. And she is currently heads the Chair of Architecture and Arts at University of Johannesburg, the research chair. So it's, it's called Mapula Embroidery and Empowerment in the Winterfeld. Yes. And it came out in 2006. And, and it was printed by David Crutt. And we got funding from Rand Merchant Bank and Lotto, and thank goodness we got it. But unfortunately, it's out of print at the moment. Yeah, oh, so they, all these books become collector's items yeah. also. And there's even a, pres- a picture here of a young-looking President Obama. <laughs> yeah, before he turned gray. Before he turned gray. What is this picture? Was that here in South Africa? Oh, no. This was actually, yeah, that's got, got nothing to do with the book, but... Actually, through Sally again, our trustee, she had a program, the SOLWIP, South African uh, Washington Internship Program. Thank you, Richard. That's it. And through that, one of them gave, um, we gave uh, President Obama this Mapula cloth on on, uh, depicting his presidential time there. And they were going to hang it in the West Wing or the South Wing or some wing. But I don't think uh, President Trump kept it well it's probably in a basement now <laughs> actually one wonders what happens to all these gifts I that know. go to presidents if you imagine you know queen elizabeth we of, gave her one yeah yes she must have hundreds of thousands of gifts yes. where do they all go because she came here in 2001 <laughs> or something and we arranged for her in alexandra she visited uh, the adult basic education center that was run by veronica mckay from unisa and we presented her a unisa cloth depicting that scene and then brenda said i wonder which gainsborough she's going to remove to replace it with a mapula <laughs> yeah but they must go somewhere I, I mean, I wanna, one wonders where the one that for Barack Obama know. went. In, in, in Buckingham Palace, I don't know. It would be very interesting to see all the gifts that they get. Because I remember at uh, Alexandra, the old people came out. After everybody, all the security was there, they didn't think of the old people, the old age home next door. And all of a sudden, they opened a little gate, and there they were, coming out, giving her a beautiful little straw mat, you know, made out of sweets and... um so I wonder where she puts all these things. Yeah. But the ladies in waiting just had yeah, to take it. Yeah, they just take them and yeah. put them away yeah. somewhere. I'm talking to Janetje van der Merwe about a project in the Winterfeld, the Mapula Embroidery Project. And as we've heard, Queen Elizabeth has heard about it. <laughs> Barack Obama has heard about it. Donald Trump has heard about it too because it's in his collection in the White House. Well, it will be for he a little bit longer. It. it will be for a little bit longer <laughs> until he leaves. And here's the next choice of music. Two other wonderful South African singers, Pretty Yende and Sbongle Kumalo singing the Flower Duet. That was the Flower Duet, Pretty Yende and Sbongle Kumalo performing it. That's the famous Flower Duet by Delib from the opera Lakme. Do the women in this project train other women who might arrive and, say, want to become embroiderers or 
uh, so do they train their own successors as it oh, were? Yes, the women do, they do all the training. I mean, I couldn't really embroider. I looked in a book when I started and I saw this one stem stitch and I just showed that to them and then they, they, they teach each other. And, um, but what happened was that we were approached, um, I took a lot of uh, diplomats' wives out and partners and spouses to the Winterfeld about in 2014. And Nettie Butera was there, her, her husband was the ambassador of Rwanda. And she contacted me afterwards and said that she wanted to start something like this in a place called Kiberu, which is a sanctified place by the Catholic Church. Um, and they are in, very, in Rwanda. In Rwanda, yes. in Kibehu, it's, it's south of Rwanda, close to the Burundi border. And she, they are beggars, and the, the Batwa are there, and and they have got nothing. And um, so she said, "Wouldn't we consider something?" And then I managed to get funding, and two of the Mapula women went with me to Rwanda in 2014, I think, to train the women. For two weeks, and then subsequently we've followed that up, and we got a lot of funding again from the Seroptimus Club in uh, the Netherlands, SIEDA, which has been wonderful. That's amazing. So it really has got international links now. Well, we've that's, heard some of them, yeah. uh, but here's <laughs> yes. another one now in in the in Netherlands. Ru- yeah, yes, and, yes. And supporting Rwanda, the Rwandan yeah. project. Yes, so it's something that could spread all through Africa because there's no doubt that a lot of people in Africa need ways of earning a living, and yes. for the people in Winterfeld. Has it done that? Has it provided them with a living? Yes, uh, Richard, it doesn't, it doesn't always provide them with a complete living, but it adds to their income because some months they, would, uh, they only get paid once their product sells or once we've got the funding for that product. So um, maybe they will get 80 or 100 rand for a cushion cover or 150, and, but they can go up to 2,000 or 3,000 rands one month. Uh, one of our women who are really now an artist, Selina Makwana, she, she would get about yeah, quite a lot of money. And I think the other interesting thing about all these projects, I don't know if it does apply to all, but the ones I'm involved with, uh, they also put their names on the, on the products that they make. So yes. they actually made, you understand that they're made by an individual somewhere. Yes, yes. Um, we have uh, a few people that do the design, and they would do the research and the design, and then the embroiderers will come, and they will interpret it in their way through their color, use of color. But in the COVID times, we decided to have two women to work on a cloth, and the artist, the designer. So we have three people, so at least you could spread the money a bit further. Your next choice of music is by the great Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and it's the famous Ave Verum. That was Ave Verum by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, written in his last days, um, well, shortly before he died. It's one of his later works, but a very intense, powerful motet, Hail True Body. And the choice of Janetje van der Merwe, who's my guest in People of Note. That's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027. It's broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. And we try and find interesting people to talk about all the wonderful things that are going on in South Africa. And we're talking tonight about a project in the Winterfeld, uh, 
Mapula Embroideries. How does this develop over the years? Because we know from looking at the books and from seeing the products what Mapula Embroideries are, but there must be some sort of way of broadening the outlook also of what you do. I mean, you're doing one now with these 12 panels yeah. sort of based on the year of COVID. And I just want to say again that they're looking for sponsorship for the panels, 5,000 rands each for the panels. So the 60,000 rand you need to get all together. Have you got any of that yet? Yes. Um, I think we've got um, 40,000 rands already. Okay. So there, there are another five, four or five panels to go. Another five panels. Five panels to go. To go. Yes, so yes. there are only five panels. I think that's how we should say it. There are only five panels left now if yeah. you want to sponsor one. 5,000 rand each. And the details you can get by going to Mapula Embroideries, M A P U L A dot C O dot Z A is the website, or you can write to Mapula Embroideries at gmail dot com. And it would be wonderful if some wonderful. Classic 1027 listeners actually sponsored some of these panels, maybe all the panels, not one person, but all we need is five listeners to come up with 5,000 rand each, and your project would be well on its way. Yes. And I'm you would be helping people in the Winterfelt, which is a rather uh, desolate area north yes. of Pretoria. Yes. And then also to keep in mind, maybe a corporate company or a big company would like to buy all 12 panels at that's, the end. That's later on. Later on, later yes. On. Yes. Is there a price set already? Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no. no, but if you are interested, yes. because these uh, these uh, panels are very beautiful and uh, would fill the atrium, you Absolutely, know, all the way yes. around of some yes. corporate. Yes. Yeah, it would be, look fantastic. Yeah. Uh. So there you are. Some, someone who's got access to corporate finance, here's a chance to own uh, the whole story of COVID-19, which will be an extraordinary story to tell, yes. let me say, uh, because of the devastation that it's caused, but also the very memorable things that have happened during this time. And that's what we're talking about. And in fact, it's very appropriate that our next choice of music is Gabriel's oboe from the mission, because this was exactly the same sort of idea where... People enthused with wanting to help, uh, in this case it was in the jungles of Ecuador, I think, uh, some members of the Jesuits went into the jungle and gathered together uh, the local people who built a church, created work, orchestras, sure. mm -hmm. all sorts of choirs. I mean, it was an wow. amazing movie, that, yeah, uh, about this very idea, actually. Yes. And here it is, Gabriel's Oboe. That was Gabriel's Oboe from The Mission, music by Ennio Morricone. And it's the choice of the people of the Winterfeld project, Mapula yes. Embroideries. And I'm talking to Janetje van der Merwe. Just a matter of interest, are you, were you a musician as well? I mean, you, I know you studied fine arts, but did you play a musical instrument ever? Um, his, uh, Richard, no. Unfortunately, when I started, I had to ask Shalane Hindi what, it, what the difference between a cello and a violin was, although my mother did write a lot about it. <laughs> and I did, history of, uh, I did history and appreciation of music with Professor Gruber. Gruber. At, Gruber, yes. Gruber at Rhodes. Yeah. 
uh, just as a filler. Yeah. But I must say I'm a bit of a Philistine there. But you worked with the Music Foundation oh, after for a while. 20 years, John you knew much more. something rubbed off, yes. For <laughs> yes, John, he I tried very to, hard. Yeah, I seem to remember some years ago, you and I were on a tour to America together yes. too, which was a music tour. It was fantastic, yeah, yes. I remember that yes. well. It was a we lot saw of fun. Charles Dutrois and yeah. Kaufmann and… Yeah. All those people. It was fantastic. And you gave us wonderful lectures on, on the <laughs> yeah. opera before the time. Yeah, that, that was, I knew was a bit. A, but then I really knew what the difference <laughs> between a cello and a violin was. <laughs> so, but you've, you've seen a lot of the world and a lot of things in your lifetime. Uh, you know, not only embroideries. And maybe there are other projects that you've been involved with as well. Are there? Um, Richard, I've been in very involved with my work. Um, what my work entailed, I met very interesting people through the work at UNISA because we, um, like Nelson Mandela, the Dalai Lama, I always boasted and said I, I met some Nobel Prize winners, you know, and Desmond Tutu, what a wonderful man. So, yeah, we've, we've done a few things. Other projects, I, Tried to paint a little bit, but uh, now that I've retired, but uh, not. The, and then at Pretoria University, I worked there as well. So, yeah. But there's obviously a group of, we talked about this a bit earlier, the group of women, and you're associated with a group of women also who do good work. Yes, yes. And, and also, if you look at Southern Africa in um, Namibia, and it all seems to be a group of women, women that start this because the Weyer tapestries in Zimbabwe was started also in the 80s by Ilza Noy from Scandinavia. And then, of course, you have the people in Namibia that's done uh, embroidery projects and also, of course, people in KwaZulu-Natal. Well, there was a very early project in Rourke's Drift also. Yes. Which did uh, the tapestry, tapestries. But that's a weaving. Yes, yes. yes. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there are many of these projects all around Southern yeah. Africa. Do we find them in other parts of the world? I mean, have yes. are there equivalents, let's say, in Central Asia or China or places? Yes, yes. There are embroidery. There are. It's all uh, women's uh, cooperatives and things like that in the Palestinian uh, camps uh, all over. And then also, I had a wonderful book. I should have actually brought it. That. Uh, is about the storytelling of embroidery, you know, and also the the terrible things. I remember in this one book in in was it in uh, Colombia or somewhere where the the people were the young people were taken away or just disappeared, and then the parents started embroidering scarves that they wore with their names on of the people. They were wonderful. Embroidery's got a fantastic history. Well, and it's all about the spirit of the great heart. And that's your next choice or the choice of the project. This is Johnny Clegg and Savuka. That was Johnny Clegg and Savuka performing Spirit of the Great Heart. And really, I think all these projects are really about the spirit of great hearts. Yes. Uh, and, And there are lots of great hearts beating strongly in South Africa. And, they, and they've had yes. to over the last yes. eight or nine months. Absolutely. And, um, you know, everything, the people that are involved with Mapula from outside, they're all volunteers and they've worked hard. I think they've worked longer than 12 hour days during the eight months. It's been huge. Well, I think many people have found yes. that 
working from home, uh, you're never away from your job for a start. Absolutely. Yeah, when you uh, work from home. Yes. And certainly in, in my family, uh, people have worked extremely hard yes. during these, these months. Yes. And also trying to find ways of coping with the new situation. Yes. Developing new ideas, new businesses, and so on. So it's been yeah. a very powerful time. And I think it's given time for people to think also of how we work going forward because it won't be the same. No, it won't be the same. And <clears throat> as I say, we were very reliant on our tour groups from America, quilters coming and, and really supporting the project. But what happened now when when COVID started, we tried all different avenues and we wrote to them and said we can do commissions or we can do this or we can do that. So those tour groups that came out, they really had a social responsibility. They felt responsible towards us and ordered and we've had lovely orders coming in. During the last eight months? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so you've developed a sort of online part of the business yes, as well. Yes, and for the first time our website came online in March. So we never had a website and we've got Instagram and we've got, well, Instagram still, we've got Facebook and everything. Well, you're so. making progress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're yeah. going online. Yeah. And when you, you talked earlier about the trustees, um, yes. are they from the community or as well as outside the community? It's, we've got uh, two women from the community who are trust uh, members. Then we've got our legal person, Amanda Boyson, who's fantastic with the legal side and everything. And then we've got Kanilwe Masondu, the um, auditor financial side, Sally Curran, who's the chairperson, who actually helps putting the structure together. And we have Janet Taylor, who as a new member of the trust, and myself. I think that's we seven members of the trust. And have they changed since the beginning, or have they been mostly the same people? Uh, they have changed. We've had um, a very nice chap, Andrew, but he was from the Australian Diplomatic Corps, and he left. We had another woman, Antoinette Duplessis, who was with you, um, Mapula at the beginning, and then uh, she, we asked her to join again, but she's in Cape Town, so um, it was airfare and stuff, so Antoinette very gracefully uh, stood back and said she thinks we should rather get a trustee from Pretoria. Now there's no such excuse because everyone is so used to Zoom meetings. Yes. You can have trustees who live anywhere in the world yes, now. You should ask true. the Dalai Lama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about the Dalai Lama, Here's, uh, he's a man of peace. Here's the Prayer for Peace by P.J. Powers. That was the Prayer for Peace by P.J. Powers. Why was that chosen? I, I mean, it's an, it's an appropriate choice. <laughs> yes, uh, it's like the plea for Africa as well. I think we just want, want things to work in our country, in this continent, and our beautiful country. So it's such a fantastic place with so many... So many um, Things that can happen yeah. that we can do. And I expect that after good rains, the Winterfelt is probably beautiful too. Beautiful. I can imagine. Because yes. uh, just a couple of days ago, I was driving into Pretoria and thinking how fantastically green it is. As Absolutely. you come in those copies just on the outskirts yes. of Pretoria, yes. it's amazingly green. It, you, you can hear it grow. Yeah, everything I know. It just needs Pretoria, a bit of yes. rain and everything looks yes. spectacular. Yes. Yeah. And Mapula Embroideries needs a bit of rain also in the form of sponsorship for these 
panels that yeah, are coming. That so be wonderful. don't forget mapulaembroideries.co.za and you can write an email, Mapula Embroideries, M-A-P-U-L-A, Mapula Embroideries at gmail.com. And we really hope that some of our listeners would support this current project, which is to make 12 panels, a bit like the Bayer Tapestry, uh, which record the events of the past year, yes. 2020. Well, I said the past year, it's fast coming to an end. Absolutely, yeah. And we certainly hope that 2021 will be different, but I was trying to do a schedule yesterday for 2021, and I've put stuff in, but who knows what's going to well, really happen in 2021. Yes. Well, maybe a vaccine will come sooner than well, later. Well, they're starting. Yes. They're starting, but, <laughs> but we certainly need it urgently now because… Uh, we do. And other than that, we just need to be strong. And I see the next choice is the wonderful Lyra, fantastic singer. And in fact, I've performed this piece with her, with the orchestra, Something Inside So Strong. We did it at Starlight Classics, and it was dedicated to Nelson Mandela. So here it is, Something Inside So Strong. That was Something Inside So Strong, a wonderful song sung by Lyra. And we've had some really interesting choices of music in this program. And I tell you what's interesting is to look at who's performing here. We've been talking about the power of women, and they've all got something inside so strong. Just listen to this. Sbongile, Miriam Makeba, Mimi Kurza, Pretty Yende, PJ Powers, Lyra. Oh, that's… Isn't that well, amazing? And it wasn't consciously decided… <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah. think we decided it consciously? No. No, subconsciously. Subconsciously, yes. Because I think, and you quoted it at the beginning, you touch a woman, <laughs> you touch a rock, yes. and it's the women of South Africa, and we should be hearing it this month for the women of South Africa who've done an incredible job in keeping our society together and yeah. strong. Their courage, their grace, their generosity, positivity, Fierce hope in the future, hard work, innovation, and creativity. They are fantastic. Yeah. And it's all the women of South Africa. We owe them a great debt of gratitude. So I think Classic 1027 listeners, let's hear it for the women of South Africa. And here's a piece, um, Mary Mary, also dedicated to women. That was Mary Mary, chosen by one of the Project workers at Mapule Embroideries. Uh, one of the trustees. One of the trustees. Kanilwe, yeah. yes. Masondo, yes. Is she also from that area? Uh, no. no. Well, she's from uh, Mabupan. Yeah. yeah, close to the Winterfeld, yeah. yes. So there you are. That was uh, Mary Mary, uh, chosen by Kanilwe, who's closely involved with this project. And we're coming towards <laughs> the end of the program now. And uh, I just want to... Uh, emphasize again this project is in the Winterfelt and if you've never been for visitors let's say somebody wants to go and see the project can they do that um yes they can but they'll have to contact us to find out how to get there and everything it's fairly deep it's in the countryside morning. yes yeah. it is in the countryside so how far is it from pretoria well it's about it's an hour's drive but it's not so far it's uh, because of the traffic and Traffic lights and the speed bumps and the stop streets in the Winterfeld. Not in, you go through Soshanguve, through Mabupan, and then you get into the Winterfeld. And we're talking about Mapula embroideries. 
So if you're interested in a little journey, is there lots to see there once you get there? Um, well, yes. Sally, uh, Karen has just said... Uh, Can you see people working? When you go there? Um, at the Winterfell. Well, it's at the Sisters of Mercy. There are always a, a number of women. But when we take the tour groups through, we, um, we, we, uh, we have to make arrangements yes. for the women to come in because most of them They're work from at home. home. Yeah. Yes. So that they can look after their children and, and do their homework and things like that. Okay. So if you want to go and visit, then it's best to contact you first. Yes. And uh, just an email to mapulaembroideries at gmail.com. But preferably in a tour group yes. and should you want, should yeah. you be interested in buying stuff even yes. better. But you've got stuff online as well. Yes. Yeah. So go online, mapulaembroideries.co.za, and you can see the examples of the work and uh, you will find out how to contact them. I've been talking to Janetje van der Merwe, who is one of the trustees, and you are a founding trustee yes. of this whole project. And uh, I hope many of you will go to that website. And if you want to write to them, that's the address, mapuleembroideries at gmail.com. And we're going to play out with the famous Pachelbel Canon, uh, which is a, a lovely piece of music, and it's often played for weddings. It's sort of calming, and you could do embroidery to it if you wanted to. <laughs> yes. So especially if you were uh, wanting to do Mapula embroidery, then listen to the Pachel Bell Canon. Here it comes. That was the Pachel Bell Canon, or the Canon by Pachel Bell, uh, a German composer, and almost like a one-work composer, because you don't find many other pieces by him. I've been talking to Janetje van der Merwe, who has been talking about the Mapula embroideries. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, Richard, and thank you on behalf of all the women in the Winterfeld and the trustees and everybody Thank you. We appreciate it's that so It's a great so pleasure, much. and I hope that someone contacts you about the panels which you want uh, to get people to pay to get them made. Yes. And then, of course, a corporate who might buy the whole thing yes, in the end. Yes, that would be wonderful. Yeah. So there we are. That's it for tonight on People of Note. And thank you at home for listening. Thanks to Matabataba Hadebe, who helps me put this program together. And until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night.